Podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports. Isaiah Bell and Sophia Smith. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. We are back at it again with another great interview for the spring sports season. Before we start our interview today, we want to congratulate our new varsity football coach, Frank Cimienti, on joining the Baldwin program ahead of the 100-year anniversary of Baldwin football. All gas, no breaks are in full, and we are super excited to see where Coach takes this team. Coach, welcome to Baldwin. As for our listeners, stay tuned for our uh, welcoming interview for the new coach, so that should be up in the coming weeks. Today's guest is one of the favorites around the high school coach of varsity softball, Coach Llewellyn. As head coach, he was 2018 Conference Coach of the Year and is in sight to win the conference this year. Llewellyn, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I've been waiting a long time for this moment, as you know. Uh-huh. Um, I'm excited to be here. I listen to you guys all the time. Yep. Now um, you're my official favorite one since you're the one that invited me. Tough, Isaiah. Um, so I want to start to talk about, you know, uh, the, the elephant in the room. Obviously, this year has been a bit weird with COVID. How, like, before we talk about, you know, what the frustrations are, how thankful are you that, you know, you can actually even have this season in the first place? I, th- I think for the spring athletes specifically, it's it's been big because they didn't get to play at mm-hmm. all last year. And uh, so if you're a senior who last year was your first year on varsity, mm-hmm. you know, you missed every game and yeah. this is your first time and it's still a condensed season, but hey, they're on the field. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it actually worked out for us a little bit because they pushed the season back. Mm-hmm. You're a lacrosse player, so yep. you know how cold it is in March. Oh, yeah. So we're actually playing meaningful games in the, mm-hmm. in the month of May yeah. and June, which is beautiful. And I hope they actually stick with that moving mm-hmm. forward and I know all spring athletes agree with that one. Oh yeah, I would rather be out in the heat than oh, yeah. out in the cold. Definitely. Um so like we said last year we didn't have a single game. How tough was it to, you know, say goodbye to some of your seniors? You had great seniors, Caitlin Zagas, Marisi, like like how tough was that to not even be able to finish out their career with them? Yeah, it, it was tough because uh, you know, they put a lot of work in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also had seniors like Janinez and Anaja who uh, was going into their first year as starters, mm-hmm. which uh, were going to make a big impact for us. And uh, they were at open gyms, you know, three days a week, all winter long, getting ready. And then, you know, you get the rug pulled under you. But yeah. Caitlin's still playing mm-hmm. over at Herkimer College, so proud of her. And uh, they all took it much better than I did, though. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. The kids, high school kids, have taken it better than all of the coaches combined. So yeah, but I, th- I think that that shows your dedication and your and your love for it, though. Thanks. In a, in a, yeah, sure. I got yeah. you. Um, so <laughs> obviously, the uncertainty of last year. Did that change the way that you're coaching this year in terms of you know making the most out of every day and just kind of you know taking in these moments, considering we know that, like you said, it could just be out from under the rug. Yeah, I, I think I think the goal here is to to enjoy yourselves and to learn. And, you know, as a coach, we got to remember that some people haven't played in two years. Yeah. So we're going to make some mistakes. Um, I'm glad to see, see we have a good senior group. They're out there mm-hmm. and uh, got a lot of young players out there, yeah, which is great, too. That, yeah. But, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, our, our preseason wasn't what it used to be because, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't get into the gym like we normally do. Um, but the days we did get outside, everybody showed up and, yeah. and they worked real hard. And mm-hmm. 
it's exciting. Yeah, so like you said, I want to start talking about some of your games. Like you said, mistakes are going to happen because, you know, it's been a minute since, you know, you've played good teams long, as a long team. Long, long minute. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so yesterday you lost to Southside, um, away at Southside. What do you think led to that outcome considering, you know, a couple weeks back you had one of your most exciting games against Southside? Yeah, so sometimes I, I say, sometimes I say, you know, we lose the game and sometimes you tip the cap to the other team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a good job. Their pitcher had a great game yesterday. She was, she was hitting corners on the strike zone. We still put some runs up. Mm-hmm. Um, we played good defense. Uh, they had they really only had two big hits against us, mm-hmm. but both times had bases loaded. Yeah. So they had two really timely hits that kind of put the game away for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what the game's all about. That's what I love about it. You, you just, uh, it's all about big moments. Yeah. And they took advantage of the two big moments where the game before that, uh, we took advantage of a couple really big moments mm-hmm. and took care of business. So, uh, you know, one-on-one split against Southside, I'll take. They're, yeah. they're a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get we'll, we'll get back on the winning the winning streak today. For sure, yeah. Absolutely. I want to talk about that May 4th game versus Southside. It was 9-9 at the end before going into extra innings. And then, you know, it was tied 11-11 at one point and then 15-15. And then the finish with the 17-15. Can you take us on how those last moments of the game, you know, sounds very exciting to be there how how awesome was that as a coach to you know watch your girls just give it all out there and and really you know just take it away at the end yeah for you know a game is seven innings so when we're in the ninth inning we're down by two Mm -hmm. with two outs and uh, Michaela Jones comes in with a big base hit uh that was that was just so huge and we were so high at that point and then we turn it over in the 10th inning which Mm -hmm. I haven't I think that's the first time I've actually went that long um and then we dropped four runs. It, it was uh, we went from a very high to a very low, mm. very quickly. Uh, most you know most teams at that point would probably just be like, oh well. But uh, they did not do that. They mm. they jumped right in. We got bases loaded fast. We were fouling off pitches. Mm. We uh, earned a couple walks. We had some big hits from uh, Mariah Spencer, Emma yes. Grakowski, uh, Jess Darcy's on base, and then um, our freshman. Kate User, top game tied, fouls off three pitches, and then uh, gets a ball four walk to tie the game. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, 10th grader Dylan Ryer comes up, mm-hmm. bases loaded two outs, smokes a base hit up the middle, walk off hit. Um, couldn't ask for a better ending. It was mm-hmm. super exciting. One of, yeah. one of the best games I've been part of. And at home, which I think just makes it 100 At home, better. people going crazy. Yeah. And we needed it. It was a good win. Uh, very exciting, and uh, you know, like I said, seniors did a good job. But to see a lot of the, the ninth and tenth graders contribute in a big game like that mm-hmm. is uh, good for the future of the program. Absolutely, and I want to get to those young players, but I want to talk about another dope game that y'all had on the sixth. So two days later, twenty-three six victory over West Hempstead. You know, in those kinds of situations where it's you can see how the game is going to end much earlier than it does end. How do you kind of keep your girls all momentum and you know just like keep playing your game even though the score kind of makes you want to just like chill out? Yeah, we we try to break the game in, into innings. Mm-hmm. So you know, if we're up by ten runs and it's the fifth inning, we still want to win the fifth inning. Yeah, you know so. We take each each inning individually as a game, and uh, you know a game like that too. You're still working good at bats, producing runs. I know score. I think we're up by ten. Mariah Spencer hit a grand slam that game, so that was a big hit, and that that kind of really cemented uh, the lead for us. Yeah. But also, girls came in that game and um, got some big hits too. You know, Leslie Lucera came in with a big hit. Mm-hmm. Patricia Sencio worked a great at bat. Uh, a lot of girls got in there and uh, showed that they're capable of helping us out too, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So games like that, it's good to get you know a better understanding of some of the players who maybe aren't in every single play, mm-hmm. 
and see them produce as well. It was, it was a real fun game, actually. Yeah, and I think I like that you say, you know, like getting a feel for how they play, especially when they missed out on a, on a big year for yeah, development absolutely. and getting to know you and you getting to know their play style. Um, so then this past weekend you had a double double header both against Oyster Bay. First one, 21-7. What do you credit to that big gap win? Like, what do you think that you guys do in practice that kind of just puts you on track for, for big wins like that? One of the biggest compliments we get well, the girls get, mm. but I get, they'd say it to me, mm. um, wow, your girls can hit. Yeah. And uh, when we, even the games that we lose, our team hits the ball farther and harder than all the other teams. We have girls that can really pound the ball, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a compliment to them because they really take take some good swings in practice. Mm. We have Coach Appel who works a lot with them on hitting, and he does a great job with them. And uh, the hitting has been our... You know our saving grace this year. We're scoring a lot of runs. You have Mariah Spencer on top of the home run leaderboard, uh, but she's getting a lot of RBIs because you have yep. girls on base. The bottom of the order is getting on top of the order, so um, our hitting is 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 always being complimented, which is yeah. nice. And I think that's like kind of crucial in softball. I'm sure you've had years where the hitting is just not there, and and it's the defense what's kind of cruising you along. Absolutely. So how I'm I'm and again I keep I know we keep saying this, but after a, a dead year, nothing's still going on. Then you have these girls hitting balls. It's just like, do you ever feel like wow, like this was absolutely meant to happen? Like we needed this season, and we're just coming out, you know, doing it like our way. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the, you there's one thing you can't coach, and that's experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, Getting them out there and playing is so important. And you just see how, how much better they're getting from game one. To, and you see it on the lacrosse field, yeah. I'm sure, too. Mm-hmm. You know, a girl maybe who wasn't getting those plays down, now all of a sudden she's being productive in, in a certain uh, play you're running. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with softball. It's, you know, maybe they didn't know where they were supposed to go on defense in one play, but now they're there, which now the game's getting easier. So now there's less to think about. Now we're playing a little bit quicker, which is it's a key to success. Yeah. So as we mentioned before, you know, you have a very strong younger half of your team. And yes. and your and your upperclassmen, but your young like the young kids on your team, really strong. <clears throat> is it ever strange to have a team where the underclassmen are, are some of your strongest players when people would usually expect the juniors and seniors to kind of be the ones carrying? Yeah. Um, you know, the perf the perfect team is a blend mm-hmm. because now your upperclassmen are passing down traditions for the younger girls as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that now with a couple good older girls who are passing some traditions down. Uh, but our younger players are legit. They're legit players. Doubleheader against Oyster Bay, we we played 19 girls in two games. Ten of them were in ninth or 10th grade on yeah. varsity. So that's uh, definitely a first for me. We've had teams young before. We've had, uh, you know, the Yaya, Alex Burns era, Juliet Bernstein era, Barello, Aponte, mm-hmm. uh all the way back to Carly Mertens and Jess Pula's Lisa Ueno, who came up as, as ninth graders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all those girls ended up playing next level um, softball as yeah. well, all college players. Mm-hmm. Um, these girls have that ability, too. You could, I could see a lot of them, uh, if, they, if they put time in the offseason, playing at the next level. Mm-hmm. They, have the, they have the ability. Uh, what's great about it is, you know, they're learning all the little things we need to know now. So in two years... You know, we're gonna have all, we're gonna have basically the same team two right. year, two years in a row. Just more knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty nice to have that. It's exciting, um, but it's good that the, there's older girls there to help them along and, sure. and teach them some of the ropes. Yeah. So like you said, you know, you've had eighth graders come up to varsity. I think, I think at first spring sports, I think softball does it, any sport actually. I think softball does it the most. 
I think Cat, I think Catapano's and, got, and, and, Cat, and Cat got me on that one, definitely. But, but you are definitely up there. Uh, um, yes, yes. Most recently, uh, Taylor Darcy, Jess Darcy, and Dylan Ryer. What do you see in kids like them and the other kids that you've brought up as middle schoolers that, you know, like they're ready for varsity? Um, you know, for for us, when I brought those three up, one of, our, one of the main things I was looking for was, uh, you know, speed because mm-hmm. the game is fast so you gotta we, we needed people that um we're gonna be able to step into the line and play multiple positions and and contribute defensively right away and all three of them did they all got they all started as eighth graders um they all got a lot of good quality softball time in um stinks they didn't go last year because you're looking at you know over 100 varsity games yeah. if you if you start as an eighth grader which mm-hmm. is pretty cool um, so they did miss a season, but uh, you could see that as tenth graders, they're stepping on the field like they're seniors, basically. Yeah. Like they yeah. they've been here a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's nice to see. Um, you don't want to bring everybody up too early because right. not you know not everybody's ready, and it's uh, you don't want to you know you don't, you want to make sure they're number one is that they're playing. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I bring a girl up, I know they're going to be in the starting lineup. Yeah, and I know I mentioned Taylor Darcy, uh, unfortunately, who had a you know wrist injury the yes. week before. And soccer, due to the seasons being back to back, obviously that's a big downside. Having you know a bunch of your players being involved in, in fall sports due to that you know possibility of getting injured. But do you would you view it as more of a positive or negative having the seasons back to back? I know personally, I was thanking my lucky stars that I did field hockey before lacrosse because I was in shape. Yes. But then yes, again, it's yes. the big it's the big possibility yeah. of what if I get injured? Right. I don't look at you can never play the game worried about injury. Right. Um, Injuries are usually a freak thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of a, a lot of my best teams. We had girls that played basketball back to Montia Moon. Yeah. You know, Jada Ponte, all, girls who are all county basketball, all county softball, yeah. and they went back to back and they played a fall sport. Mm-hmm. So they were three sport athletes and they never took a break. Um, so you know, Taylor's injury was not an injury just because you know was overworked injury. It was a ball hitter in the wrist. Yeah. Uh, I blame Coach Stewart. It was definitely his fault. At Coach Stewart. Yes, no. Just just kidding, Stu. But, you know, that was just, you know, I'm a big, big proponent of playing multiple sports. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the best athletes we've had here played a second sport, at least. You know, you look at all the girls that went Division I, uh, I'll use the girls because I'm more familiar with that. Mm -hmm. Almost all of them played a second sport. Yeah. And I, I always try to tell that to the ninth graders who, you know, maybe they if they want to focus on one. I say, you know, the second sport does help you. Right. And most of our top athletes that we send did play that secondary sport. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it helps. Will there be an injury here or there? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but Taylor's number one sport is soccer. Yep. So I think uh, they'd probably be a little more upset if she got hurt in my sport. But true, true. I think both sports help each other. Yeah. I, I think it's all uh, it all it's all connected. It's also the betterment of the athlete. Yeah, like you, so. you're a field hockey lacrosse player. Right. I think they help you both. I think it helps you in both sports. Oh, tremendously. Yeah. Um. So one of your dual sport athletes, Dylan Ryer, <coughs> sophomore, who also plays volleyball, she was named on Newsday's top 100 softball players on Long Island. Yes. So congrats as a coach yes, for that. Yes. Yes. I know Good this press. isn't. Yeah. I know this isn't your first time. You know, having one of your girls on that list. But like, does it ever get old seeing seeing a name on that list? Things that never get old to me mm-hmm. is the success of my players. Yeah. It never gets old. I want to see them get as much press as I as they can. Yeah. Uh, winning never gets old. Seeing them improve never gets yeah. old. Uh, you know, she deserves it. She plays a lot. Um, she has, you know, she's a natural righty who turned to the left side to bat. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, I, again, she's getting complimented left and right. I think she's already has 
15 stolen bases in eight games, which uh, at the pace we're at, we might have a Bolden record there. Uh, she set a Bolden record just uh, two games ago against Oyster Bay. She went six for six in one game. Shout out to one uh, Yeah, six, six hits is a record for us. Um, and second um, in New York State, only to seven. Wow. So, uh, you know, she's doing big things. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a smart player. She works hard. And to all those young players listening out there, she also plays that second sport. Yep. She, I coach her in volleyball, and uh, she's phenomenal at volleyball. You're going to see her in the starting lineup on the varsity next oh, year. Yeah. Um, you know, stick with that second sport, kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and, and I totally forgot, you know, you're also her, you know, coaching her for two years on volleyball. Yes. Is that just, like, awesome to build the connection between coach to player, you know, cross sports? Yeah, I think when you, when you do get them in two sports sometimes uh, – you know, it could be it could be good, and it could be sometimes it's good. For, I think it's good for them to have m- more than one coach. Mm. It's good to learn from different people. Uh, but when you do have that, you know, connection in two sports, you do learn a lot more about them. You know, what motivates them. Yeah. You know, uh, things that might get them down. Try to avoid things like that because as a coach, you're trying to get the best out of out of your kids. Right. Uh, I definitely, you know, sometimes make mistakes as coaches, like we all do, and. Sometimes we go the wrong route, but when you're with someone long enough, you know what really pushes them to the right edge. For sure, yeah. Yeah. So, I know we talked about underclassmen. I got another one that I got to bring up. Like you said, Mariah Spencer, already kind of, you know, making her her mark here at Baldwin. Um, In that 21-7 dub versus Oyster Bay, she had her her fifth homer of the year. You know, like, I know we keep talking about how how exciting is it to see, you know, this talent in in the younger generation. But, you know, what do you kind of see, you know, for the future of her? I know you also coach her sister, Yaya. Yes. You know, so so first question, what do you see for the future of her? And then second question, do you see parallels between their play styles since they, they are sisters that both play softball? Good questions, good questions. <laughs> um, first of all, I would say, for me, my biggest surprise this year is Mariah. I, oh. I knew she'd be good for us. Mm-hmm. I did not know she can, she would take over in such a leadership role this mm-hmm. year. She's vocal. Um, she's, you know, if our pitcher's struggling, she's the first one to run over to them, give them a high five. Yeah. She does a lot of, you know, things that, you know, aren't co- that I didn't coach her to mm-hmm. do, and she's, and I like that. But from a hitting standpoint, I mean, she she's hitting legit home runs. She's hitting them over the fence. Yeah. Um, like I said, second in Long Island with five. That's awesome. Six is she's only one behind the leader. Um, again, I get a lot of compliments on her, just her, how she keeps her bat through the path. Mm-hmm. Big swings. Uh, I would say that. The only real parallel between her and Yaya is how far they hit the ball, really. <laughs> uh, they're very different people. They're very different personalities. Both great personalities, but mm-hmm. both very different. Um, but I would say the biggest um, simil- similarity is just how f- far they can actually hit a ball. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty impressive. And I'm sure pretty pretty awesome to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It yeah. makes it fun to watch. And like you said, she's vocal. And as a freshman, that doesn't happen a lot of times. And it's like you said, it's something that you can't coach. So it's just like, is it, like you said, you weren't expecting her to be this great. But were you expecting her to be on a, on this level of being a vocal? Like, like, yeah, no, um, definitely not. No, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just uh, amazed at, at the comfort she is on the field mm-hmm. and the way she's talking and calling things out. It's a... Uh, it's what you know. Sometimes we're trying to work with that for girls for four years. Yeah. You know, in all sports, I coach. Mm-hmm. You know, being more vocal and talking, and it's an important part of the game. It clears your head. It, you know, you get a better relationship with your teammates. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a it makes a perfect teammate. Someone yeah. who you know can, it, it can helps. do it off it the helps. field too. And not everybody's a talker. Right. Yeah. So you know, um, some people are more quiet, mm-hmm. but uh, 
you need you need a couple of those big personalities to, sure. to take it through. Yeah. Big shout out to Mariah. Yeah. Um. So season's about halfway done around about this week. What are your what are your sights for the second half of the season? What do you see on the horizon? I know the, I know there's been some inconsistency between you know winning and losing. Yes. Yes. So so what do you see? So we're 500 now. Um. The goal is to get above 500 mm-hmm. and make make a nice playoff spot. So uh, I think we have we have two more games this week. Three games next week. Uh, if we win three of those games, we're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which you know I foresee us doing. For sure. And uh, and I and I want to I want to advance in that playoffs. Yeah. At that point, I think we'll, we'll be uh, we'll be an underdog going into our playoffs, mm-hmm. but we'll be a scary team to play. Yeah. No one's gonna want to play us. I can guarantee that. Good. Yeah. And uh, you know we got we got a little bit of everything, especially when we bring up uh, some more of those younger girls. We're gonna be fast. We're yeah. gonna hit far. We're gonna play defense. And our two pitchers, Brooke and Kate, are going to get it done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking to make a little playoff push, and I think mm-hmm. we could do it. Yeah. Um, I know we spoke in the back gym yesterday about your outside of coaching softball, your adult softball. Yes. League. I need to yes. ask you, are you a better coach or are you a better player? Uh, I'm definitely a better coach. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've had my days being pretty good out there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, as I get a little older, I'm a little slower now. A little, a little rusty. But my, my, hitting gets, my hitting is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun to play. I, I, I think uh, no matter how old you are, you got to keep playing Doing things you yeah, love, you know, going. and uh, I love to. I love the sport. It's my my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so exciting, and uh, you know, I'm gonna play until I can't play anymore. Yeah, as you should. Absolutely. I also gotta ask how how have you been enjoying your fame from being in the in the gym workout videos? Oh, the gym workout videos. Yeah. You know, it's your claim to fame. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's exciting. You know, I'm trying. We gotta get these kids moving at home. Yeah. You know, I gotta get. We gotta mm-hmm. get them out of bed. We gotta get them moving. Uh, yeah. And we've had a lot of great special guests in those videos mm-hmm. as well. Who uh, you know love to do it? Yeah. Um, maybe you should be our next guest. What do you think? Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see if I come to school fast. Whoa! Well. All right. Yeah. Come on. Um, Luella, this has been a great interview. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you. I know, but we got one more thing. Yes. It's time for our unbearable questions. Okay. Let's do it. Big thing. It's gonna be on the Instagram story. Let's do it. So Isaiah's unbearable question. <laughs> Pre-game coaching or playing, up to you. What? is like the pre-game meal or like what is the thing that you need to eat or or drink like before a game that's just gonna like you gotta do okay so a lot of it depends on the previous game see if I go get if I go to Starbucks and get a vanilla latte yeah and we win next game I'm getting a vanilla latte if we lose I ain't getting another vanilla latte that's for sure Mm -mm. so you know if I uh, whatever outfit I'm wearing if we win it's going back on yep when we lose I change the outfit you know it's not the same thing every time Mm -hmm. But when we're on a winning streak, whatever I ate, drank, wore, woke up, what time I woke up, yeah. it, it's the same exact thing the next day. So you lost yesterday, so I'm guessing. This is not the shirt not I wore yesterday. Yes, Period. new out, new outfit, new outlook, new, and hopefully I wear this the rest of the season. Nice. And then my unbearable <laughs> question: What does that walkout song have to be? Ooh. Calling Tom Llewellyn, you're going out. I'm up at ba- I'm up at bat. You're up or? at bat. You're up wow, at bat. Walkout wow. song. Well, my walkout song. Um, I'm probably gonna. I'm, I might have to go with a little Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is that gonna get you get you ready? Yeah. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That guy. Like that guy. Classic for, that for a walkout me, that song. Get, that gets me going. 
I'll probably nice. hit a home run on that one. A home run? I'll I think so. I'm going to hold you to it. Pretty gonna, much every time. I'm going to have your whole team show up at your rec leagues and get, a, and get your big I don't get. I don't get. Okay, you got to bring the music. <laughs> yeah, you got to bring your big speaker They usually don't give me walkouts. So. <laughs> uh, Lou thank you so much for coming on and best of luck today. Thank you for having me and good luck to you and your look, rest of your course. Thank you. All right. We want to thank Llewellyn again for coming on the show. It was great to have a, a spring sport coach come on. Um, as for that game, they were talking about, you know, getting back on their winning streak. They were actually able to pull out the win against Locust Valley, 14-2. to So, a big congrats to the team. I know Coach Llewellyn was talking about that in the interview. So, congrats to the team on that one. And, you know... Hope it keeps going for y'all, and uh, same for all of our other spring sports. We hope everyone's doing well, staying safe, staying happy as we finish out this year. A little PSA before we go. Um, if any underclassmen are interested in possibly being the hosts or co-hosts of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, please feel free to reach out to Mr. Kelly. He's always in room 422, and his email is on the Baldwin website. Thank you guys all so much for listening. We've been having a great time doing this, and we're excited to finish off the year strong. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin sports.